0: Have you tried peanut with your baby yet? So intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters are choking hazard for babies, so We can't do that, but we do need to get peanut protein into your baby early and often to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. So my favorite way to do peanut for baby lead weaning is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. Now, these are not those little starchy puffs that earlier eaters can't pick up, the ones you see at the grocery store in the container that oftentimes contain added sugar, sodium, and refined grains. No, the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs have no added sugar. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger, which is the perfect length for baby lead weaning so i have students and parents always asking about like different puffs i saw one today that a mom asked me about it had three different allergens in it which makes no sense because you can't observe for a reaction if your baby is trying three new allergenic foods at once how do you know which of the ingredients is causing the reaction the only potential allergenic ingredient in the puffworks baby peanut puffs is peanut you can get 15 off of puffworks baby peanut puffs if you use my affiliate discount code BabyLED. so head to puffworks.com and enter that code baby led at checkout and good luck to you guys trying peanut and what's kind of interesting when it comes to egg safety is that it's actually safer for your baby to eat an over easy or runny yolk egg if you're eating it at a restaurant because odds are your restaurant supplier is buying in-shell pasteurized eggs, right? Because they're highly concerned about salmonella and foodborne illness outbreaks, but the eggs that you're gonna buy at the grocery store, it's most likely that they're not gonna be pasteurized. So when you're doing the eggs at home, you really gotta make sure that you're cooking until the egg white and the egg yolk is cooked or set in order to reduce the risk of salmonella and foodborne illness for your baby. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby-led weaning. Here on the Baby Lead Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using Baby Lead Weaning. All right, you're making new foods for your baby. You know about the importance of introducing allergenic foods early and often. Egg seems like an easy one. What? egg preparation method should you not use when making your baby eggs. All right. In today's episode, we're going to cover egg safety. There's lots of ways you can make eggs safe for your baby, but one way we do not offer eggs to babies is with a runny yolk. And in this episode, I want to talk about why runny yolk eggs are potentially problematic for babies and how you can still reap the very multitude of nutritional taste, texture, benefits especially from egg yolks, from eggs, but still keep your baby safe from any pathogens that could potentially cause foodborne illness. All right. So when it comes to offering allergenic foods, I think if you like don't know where to start, eggs are one of the best ones to do, right? After peanut, we have like the best data for peanut as far as early introduction and prevention of peanut allergy. But then if you look at egg and cow's milk products, there's also pretty strong data showing that early introduction of these helps prevent egg and milk allergy down the road. And I've shared lots of ways that you can safely prepare eggs for babies. I did a whole podcast episode called seven easy ways to make eggs safe for babies. I'll link that in the description where you are listening. But I sometimes get parents asking, well, what about runny yolk eggs? Like I love like over easy eggs, for example, where you like touch it with your fork and the egg yolk just spills out all over the place. Is that safe for my baby? And the general answer is no. We want to ensure that both the egg yolk and the egg white are cooked until quote unquote set. We're gonna talk about what that means in today's episode. And the primary reason is because fresh eggs, even those that have like clean and uncracked shells, they can harbor the bacteria called salmonella. And salmonella can cause foodborne illness or what we sometimes call food poisoning. And so there's regulations in the United States that are put in place in order to ensure that as your egg travels throughout the food chain, before it gets to your baby's mouth, that hopefully we have minimized the potential for salmonella to enter the system. However, we know that it happens, okay? And so when it comes to eggs, it's actually much safer to have runny yolk eggs in a restaurant than it is to have at home. And this is kind of interesting because a lot of times you think like, oh, if I'm gonna get sick, it's gonna be from a restaurant. But restaurants for the most part are using what are called pasteurized eggs. So they're in-shell pasteurized eggs and almost all restaurant suppliers will only buy in-shell pasteurized eggs, right? Let's say you're you're making, you have a diner, okay, and you're making scrambled eggs for like hundreds of people and you're cracking a bunch and a bunch and a bunch of eggs into one big thing, mixing it all together. One contaminated egg there spoils the whole batch, right? Restaurants know you got to have the in-shell pasteurized eggs. Now, you can also buy in-shell pasteurized eggs from the grocery store, although not at every grocery store and certainly not all eggs. And so- the FDA actually requires that if your eggs are being sold in the grocery store, if they have been pasteurized, it's going to say somewhere on that container. And pasteurization, just so you know, is the process of heating a food to a particular temperature to kill any potentially harmful pathogens. So it doesn't change the nutritional structure of those foods. It just kills the pathogens. And if you see pasteurized eggs, then you could potentially do some runny egg yolk for your baby because you know it's pasteurized. But FDA requires if the eggs have not been pasteurized to or treated to destroy salmonella, then they have to carry the following safe handling statement. So if you go in your refrigerator and you look at your carton of eggs, if it says safe handling instructions to prevent illness from bacteria, keep eggs refrigerated, cook eggs until the yolks are firm, and cook foods containing eggs thoroughly. Okay, so that's like the little disclaimer that's going to be on your package if your eggs have not been pasteurized. Now, If the eggs have been treated to destroy salmonella, meaning they have been pasteurized in shell, then they're not required to carry that safe handling instructions, but the labeling will also say somewhere on there that those eggs have been treated. All right, as far as temperature controls go in order to ensure that your baby and your family is staying safe when it comes to eggs, you want to make sure that you're storing your eggs in a refrigerator that's at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. I have a house with seven kids. Who are constantly opening the refrigerator. So I actually took the extreme measure of buying a thermometer. We have like a double refrigerator. So both sides are fridge. We don't have a freezer in our garage. And I got two refrigerator thermometers, just so I can keep an eye on like, is our fridge actually at 40 degrees? And I swear to God, in the summer, sometimes it's not because they open the fridge so freaking much. So just make sure that your refrigerator is at 40 or below. It's actually ideal to store your eggs in their original carton and then to use them within three weeks of purchasing if you can. Okay. As far as preparing eggs, okay, when you cook eggs, like we don't wanna serve runny scrambled eggs to babies. Okay, we know that the white can also harbor the salmonella as well. Most often, though, if you're cooking an egg not entirely, you're gonna cook it till the white is done and the yolk will still be runny. If it's not a pasteurized egg, we don't wanna do that for babies and we never wanna do runny scrambled eggs. Okay, you wanna cook eggs until both the yolk and the white are firm. And I've covered this elsewhere on the podcast, but both the white and the yolk are beneficial for your baby, right? The white is where the protein is, the potentially allergenic part. And then the yolk is where the iron and the other nutrition is. So we want your baby to get both of those. Usually when I fry an egg for a baby, I'll crack it into the pan with some oil or butter, and then I'll break the yolk and spread the yolk around the white so that it gets mixed in there so that when the egg is fried and cooked and the yolk and the white are set and I cool it, I cut it into strips about the size of an adult pinky finger, I'm offering the baby both the white and the yolk. Okay, so your scrambled eggs, if and when you get there, usually we don't do scrambled eggs for early eaters because it's too small for them to pick up. They don't have their pincer grasp yet, but your older baby who's eating scrambled eggs, just cook those scrambled eggs until they're not runny. Now, if you're making a casserole dish, like I know in our 101st Foods Daily Meal Plan, um, when we get to the whole grain called kemet, there's this kemet quiche recipe. So Anytime you're making a baked egg product, it is important that you have a meat thermometer or a food thermometer. And any casseroles or dishes like quiches where you're baking or cooking eggs, those should be cooked to an internal temperature of 160 degrees Fahrenheit. You cannot eyeball it, you cannot guess. You need to use a food thermometer. Okay. And then you want to stay away from recipes, especially for babies that have raw or undercooked eggs in them. So, for example, like Caesar salad dressing, or sometimes there's homemade ice cream dishes, or hollandaise sauce will sometimes cause call for the undercooked or raw egg yolks. So stay away from those for your babies. But again, when you're having these foods in a restaurant setting, you're almost certain that they're using the pasteurized eggs. So you don't have to be as worried about it when you're at the restaurant. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. My phone is bursting at the seams with photos of our kids. And over the years, I've tried all sorts of different ways to store and share them with family members. So for a while, I would just text out pictures to the grandparents. And then we tried a shared photo album. But some people were using Google Photos and others preferred Facebook Messenger for pictures. And the more kids we had, the messier it got. Then I stumbled across the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes, and it's totally free. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching folders to find the picture of the kid that you need right now. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. Which, if you think about how quickly your baby is changing, it's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document the last month of your baby's life. If you're looking to level up your photo sharing and organization game with a secure, one-stop, easy-to-use photo organization app, head over to the App Store, search Family Album, download the Family Album app, and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. Do you need to wash your eggs? No, it's definitely not necessary. It's not recommended. You can actually increase the risk of foodborne illness when you wash your eggs, basically like the water gets sucked into the egg through the pores in the shell, which you're opening up when you're washing them. It's really cool. When a chicken lays an egg, it's got this like natural protective coating that the hen puts on the outside. So the government requires that the eggs that the USDA is grading, they have to be carefully washed and sanitized, but they use like a very special process that the FDA has approved. You don't need to wash your eggs at home. Something else interesting about eggs is that your hard-cooked eggs are actually going to spoil faster than your in-shell eggs. And that's because when you cook the shells of your hard-cooked or hard-boiled eggs, which hard-boiled eggs are great for baby-led weaning. Like there's very few foods where you can get that really cool rubbery texture that you get from a cooked egg white or hard-cooked egg white rather. And then that nice mealy texture that you get from a hard-cooked egg yolk. Okay, if you use like an egg slicer, you can make thin little pieces that your baby can pick up and feed to themselves. But think about it. That protective coating is going to get washed away. So the pores in the shell are a little bit more open and exposed for bacteria to enter it. So hard cooked eggs should be refrigerated within two hours of cooking. And then you should use those within a week is what the FDA says with regards to food safety. Now, what about your eggs if it has cracks? Okay, so bacteria can get in the eggs you know, through the pores if you're washing it or cooking it, but also if there's cracks. So don't buy cracked eggs. But like if you break your eggs on the way home or like you break it, taking it out of the container. If you put it in a clean container, cover it tightly, keep it refrigerated and use it within two days, it's totally fine to use it. Like if you're the one that broke it. And then if the eggs crack when you're cooking, they're totally safe. You just want to make sure that you're cooking that egg entirely. A couple of other foods that sometimes have raw eggs in them just to be on the lookout for if you're like at home with your baby, like why would I be serving my baby raw eggs? Well, you're probably not like serving them raw eggs. But again, if it's in Caesar salad dressing, hollandaise sauce. Um, Sometimes homemade mayo, right, that uses egg yolk, has lecithin, which is the emulsifier, which causes the water and the oil to disperse within each other. So like homemade mayo tastes amazing. I know I make this one really good salad dressing. It's like a homemade Caesar dressing, but it has homemade quote unquote mayo in it. And you beat the heck out of an egg yolk, but like it technically is a raw egg yolk. So like I would not give that to a baby if I'm not entirely certain that I'm using pasteurized eggs, which most of the time I'm not. If you make ice cream at home, it can have undercooked or raw eggs in it. Eggnog sometimes has ingredients where the eggs might not be thoroughly cooked, okay? And then when it comes to refrigeration, I know it's funny because you travel, you see it in other countries, oh my gosh, their eggs are not refrigerated. In the United States, recommendations for food safety, always purchase eggs from a refrigerated case. Remember, don't buy eggs that have cracked shells. Don't buy any out-of-date eggs. Okay, You want to look to see that they have the USDA grade, the shield, or the mark. Grated eggs meet these like different standards for quality and size. You choose the one that works for you, but always remember to refrigerate the shell eggs as soon as possible after you purchase them. And then keep in mind that temperature fluctuations, that's what's critical to safety, okay? When it comes to salmonella, we're concerned if the white and or the yolk is undercooked. So cook it until it's set, till it's firm and no longer runny. And beyond that, feel free to offer your baby eggs. On a regular, but not too regular basis, okay, we sometimes run into families that are like, dude, I discovered eggs for breakfast. That's the only thing I'm going to give my baby for breakfast because it's a great protein and they love eggs. Yes, I know they love eggs and we want to introduce them early and often, but there's no one food that we do want to introduce every single day, right? The key to diet diversity is offering a variety of foods and moving forward with one new food a day if you can and continuing to reintroduce familiar foods, including allergenic foods like eggs. Just make sure you do it safely, which means in your home cooking to avoid runny egg yolks, and runny egg whites. So stay away from the over easy eggs with the runny yolks and stay away from really runny scrambled eggs. Other than that, enjoy those eggs with your baby. I'll link up some of the resources for food safety that I referenced here in today's episode on the show notes for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 397. A special thank you to our partners at Airwave Media. If you like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain check out some of the podcasts from Airwave. We're online at blwpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Like a lot of moms out there, I will totally admit I am quite type A. I am a total taskmaster, and one of my weekly work tasks is to review the feedback forms that are new students in my program, which is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro, that they leave for us. So basically this form asks a lot of questions about you and your baby and your baby's feeding and medical history, any concerns that you might have or fears about starting solid foods. And all of this data helps me when I'm answering parent questions inside of our weekly live office hours so I can then tailor my response to your particular baby and situation, right? Because it's not a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to what your baby's eating, right? Because maybe your baby has an egg allergy or another mom in the program. She might really be struggling with how to make meat safe because she doesn't like to cook. So this week on the forum, there's a new mom named Janine, and she wrote, and this is her quote, I researched a lot on the internet, and I have a lot of books. I saw a lot of other baby-led weaning programs, but in the end, this is the one that I realized is what I'm really looking for as a new mom. I love that Katie's program has a community and that there are videos for everything you need to know and how to make the foods. And what I love the most is that there's already a meal plan ready. And this just like stopped my heart because this is exactly why I created the Baby Lead Weaning with Katie Ferraro program. I wanted to literally put everything that you need to know about starting solid food safely in one place with a super easy to follow 20 full week's meal plan. Okay. There's 20 weeks cause it's five foods a week. I want your baby to get to those hundred new foods before they turn one. Cause I also know you have a lot going on as a new mom and hunting and pecking all over the internet to try to figure out what am I going to feed this baby? That is not the solution. So if you want to check out the baby led weaning with Katie Ferraro program, I would be honored to work with you and your baby. You can head to babyledweaning.co to get started. And hopefully I'll be reading your feedback soon too.